Welcome to Nutrition Factors, the podcast about the link between nutrition and your health. We talk to leaders in the field of nutrition and look into the science behind how nutrients affect your health. Welcome back to another episode of Nutrition Factors. And today I'm really excited that we're talking to Tara Collingwood, who is known as the Diet Diva. And you have an interesting story on your website, Tara, of how you got to be where you are now. You started off being a director of nutrition and metabolism at a hospital. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah, it was all um, outpatient kind of prevention work. I worked with some executives and executive health, and then we also did some research studies um, that focused on weight loss and, uh, and metabolism. So that was, I feel like that was many moons ago. (laughs) Okay. And then how did you end up being known as the diet diva? Well, I started my own business in 2004 and just, um, decided that I needed kind of a, a little catchy name. I was, uh, preparing to be on a TV show as a regular nutrition guest. And so um, at the time there was a girl who was doing uh, book reviews and her, she was calling herself the lit chick, like literature <laughs> lit chick. Uh-huh. And so I was like, Oh, I'll be the diet diva. <laughs> That'll oh, work out sounds well. great. <laughs> okay. And you've also written two books, which sound really interesting. The flat belly cookbook for dummies We certainly need that. My goodness, if I look at the stats of how much the obesity rate has increased in America. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, everybody's looking for that flat belly. And there actually is some research around certain foods and things that you can do to try to attack the abdominal fat a little bit more. So, yeah. Good. And the other one is pregnancy cooking and nutrition for dummies. Yes. And I'm sure lots of moms would be interested in that one. Yes, absolutely. So preparing for pregnancy, the first chapter is all about preconception and fertility, and then um, taking you all the way through pregnancy and, of course, postpartum and into lactation as well. And there's 50 recipes in there. So all the recipes have good, you know, nutritious foods that have nutrients that your body needs during pregnancy as well. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um part of a a mom's group on Facebook, and I'm sure they'd all love to know about that. So I'll post it there. This podcast is about the link between nutrition and health. And we look at all different aspects, physical, mental, all kinds of things. But right where we are now is going into the holidays. Um, Halloween just passed, thank goodness. That one's gone already. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, we have Thanksgiving coming up and then Christmas and all the other, if you're not celebrating Christmas, there are a bunch of others for whatever culture or religion you are, but they all do focus a lot around food and family. So this is often, I see the point where people are very good during the year, but they totally just get derailed when it comes to the holidays. So it's so easy. There's so much yummy food and that's kind of, that's the holidays. So is there a way for people who are focusing on nutrition and their health not to go down a path that would 
set them back? How can we have a healthy holiday and still keep what we should be doing for nutrition and health? What are your suggestions? Yeah, you're absolutely right that the holiday time is a difficult time and it really does start you know, with Halloween and then go all the way through the new year. So it's a good two months of just, you know, it's sort of decadence that some of us can fall into. So, you know, one of my recommendations for my clients, especially if they're on a weight loss plan already, is just try to maintain over the holidays, you know, don't have some crazy, you know, goal to lose a bunch of weight during the holiday. If you can just maintain, let's prevent gain <laughs> during the holidays. And then we can hit it hard in January when everybody else is on their, their health kicks. So that's one thing is, is, you know, set realistic expectations for yourself that, you know, if you are on a weight loss journey and you still want to lose over the holidays, I have many, many clients who are successful at doing that. I'm not saying, you know, don't go for that. But really, you know, try to just be realistic around, you know, are there additional, you know, stressors that you're going to have? It's not just about the food. It's also about, you know, we have less time because we're shopping and preparing and, you know, doing different things. Um, maybe, you know, the, the weather has changed. And so some of your outdoor exercise is not able to do. And so you have to transition into something indoors or whatever. You know, there's lots of things that that can derail people at this time of the year. So I guess, you know, my biggest advice, first and foremost, is just be realistic about what you want out of this next two months. What do you want out of, you know, this time that you have over the holidays and and be realistic about those goals? Sounds excellent. So what could we do if we had to prepare a meal? Say, if I'm now the person hosting the Thanksgiving dinner, and the traditional feast is expected, what can I prepare that would still make it okay for me to feel at the end of the day? That was good. It was great. We had a fantastic dinner. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of ways to lighten up certain um, recipes, you know, so whether you, you know, lighten up the mashed potatoes by not using as much heavy Um, you know, whole milk and use skim milk instead and, you know, not use as much butter and and that kind of stuff, you know, not use as much sugar in the sweet potato casserole. And, you know, there's ways to kind of lighten up some recipes, but really what it's all about is portion as well. So even if it is, you know, a full fat, full calorie, whatever, you know, have a little bit, but you don't have to completely load your plate with that particular food. So, you know, and, and the other thing is, you know, it's Thanksgiving, it's the one day of the year that we all indulge. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm less concerned about the actual Thanksgiving day, like have at it, enjoy, you know, I eat too much on that day as well, but it's all the days around that. (laughs) So, you know, if you have tons of leftovers and then Friday after Thanksgiving and Saturday and Sunday, you know, are also just as big of meals or just as decadent, then that's where, you know, some of the problem can come in. And of course, it's also about balance. It's about balancing what's going out (laughs) as well as what's coming in. So, you know, maybe do that turkey trot, that 5k, you know, race in the morning of Thanksgiving day, or if you're not into, you know, races, just go for a walk. Um, You know, make sure that you're getting that exercise in again, not just on Thanksgiving day, but on the days around, you know, these, these holidays. So, you know, that's what I'm always encouraging my, my clients to do is, you know, enjoy the holiday 
enjoy the holiday party, you know, that's not really the problem. It's the in-between times that are much more abundant that we can be a little bit more thoughtful around what's going into our, our bodies. Um, so, you know, yeah, you can lighten up at Thanksgiving, but it's Thanksgiving, enjoy. And then let's, you know, do a little bit lighter or a little bit more exercise, you know, in the days before and the days following that particular day as well. Okay, great. One of the things with the holiday, both the Christmas time ones and the Thanksgiving is desserts. Yeah. And there are always so many yummy desserts. But are there alternatives that are perhaps just as yummy that are still nutritious and and maybe not good for you, but at least not that bad for you? Yeah. So let's say pumpkin pie, for example, you know, where um, the majority of the calories are in pies is in the crust. So maybe you do a pumpkin souffle instead or a crustless, you know, pie or something like that. So there's lots of ways to still get the flavor of what it is that you're looking for without necessarily getting all of the fat or the calories, or if it is a regular pumpkin pie, don't eat all the crust, (laughs) you know, leave some behind on your plate and throw it away. That's okay. It's okay to do that. Um, So, you know, with sweets, it is difficult. And of course you can use some sugar substitutes if you want to, again, try to lighten up the, the calories a little bit, or use some lower fat, you know, cream cheese or, you know, Cool Whip or whatever it is that the recipe calls for using the light versions. I'm always doing that, you know, using Greek yogurt, using, you know, light sour cream or fat-free, you know, cream cheese or something like that whenever you can, because there's so many other flavors going on as well that you probably won't even notice (laughs) that you're using some of the reduced fat uh, or reduced sugar varieties of some of those ingredients. So that's another thing that you can do in terms of the sweets. And, you know, again, it comes down to portions. So I don't want to say, oh, I'm not going to have any of this, you know, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, whatever it is that's your favorite, but maybe just do a little tiny sliver and really take your time to enjoy it. And, you know, don't just scarf it down, but really, you know, take your time to, you know, feel the, the sensations of the sweet and the and the creamy and the whatever flavors are going on and, and really take your time to enjoy that and be mindful around enjoying that particular food. Now, I also saw on your website that you, with your clients, you do advise them about carbohydrates and sugar in particular. So could you give us, our listeners, your viewpoint on that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, most of us eat way too many carbohydrates, (laughs) Um, but going from way too many to zero is not the goal either. So I'm not a huge fan of, you know, the, the keto, the Adkins, the, you know, the very, very, very low carbohydrate, but I do agree with cutting back a little bit. So again, trying to think about how can I substitute in some different things to reduce the carbohydrate load or the, the sugar load a little bit but still be able to, you know, have some and, and making that, again, that balance where, you know, maybe if I want to have dessert, I may not have any of the yeast rolls 
that go with the Thanksgiving meal. You know, I mean, why would I have these dinner rolls that are just bread and filling me up when there's so much other good stuff to eat? <laughs> so you can kind of think of budgeting your, your carbohydrates and your sugar with the things that are going to be the most worth it. So if that dessert to you is the most worth it, then let's budget for that and have a little bit less of the sweet potato casserole, the mashed potatoes, the hard rolls, the whatever it is, and, you know, try to save a little bit of those carbohydrate, you know, allowance for the, the things that you really want to spend your allowance on. Excellent. All right. Well, do you have any other tips or maybe some recipes for our listeners to make it through the holidays and come out the other side still happy and smiling and healthy? <laughs> well, I think, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit, but the balance, you know, I'm big in exercise. I am a regular exerciser. I'm one of those annoying 5am exercisers. For me, it's like, it's, it's just part of my lifestyle. And so, you know, that's what helps me stay balanced during the holiday season. Not only does it help to relieve stress, does it help to burn calories, but it just helps you feel good overall. So I would say, you know, if you're not a regular exerciser, maybe just start with, you know, a 10 minute walk around the neighborhood or 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, build up from there. You can start with walking. You can start with doing, you know, there's lots of different apps out there that are like seven minute workouts or, you know, just some, some easier ways to ease yourself into some exercise. The other important thing is sleep. You know, that we, we often forget <laughs> about how important sleep is. And while we're in these heavier times of stress and busyness, sometimes sleep is what gets compromised because we're up late, you know, doing certain things, running errands, wrapping presents, whatever it is. Um, and we run out of minutes in the day to get our to-do list done. And then that extends into our sleep. And that's one of the best things that you can do for your body all year long, but definitely during the holiday season, when the stress is a little bit higher is to make sure that you're getting your seven to nine hours of sleep. And that is the most restorative time of your day. It can actually help with weight management. Um, it helps to balance out your hormones and sleep affects every single cell in your body. So when we're talking about disease prevention as well, but, you know, again, just like we said with, the, with holiday weight gain, actually sleeping might help prevent some of that, that holiday weight gain and making sure that you're getting those required hours of sleep and the quality of sleep as well. Excellent. Well, one thing for sure, you can't eat while you're sleeping. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tara, one of the things I've seen as a trend that's increasing a lot is nutrition coaching. I just wanted to get your take on just for like the average person, mainly the people that follow our practitioners and our Facebook page are women in the range of 30 to 60. The kind of communication that I see from them is that they really struggle. They know what they should do. It's not that they don't know, they do, but they just really struggle to do it. So do you think that just for the average woman, nutrition coaching would be helpful? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just not doing it. I would be very rich right now. Um, so, you know, my, my biggest advice there is when you know it's not a lack of knowledge, it's a lack of putting it into action. That's when I help to coach people on their why. And why do you want to engage in this particular behavior, whether it's I want to lose a few pounds or whether it's I just want to be healthier, I want to reduce my sugar, I want to you know, increase my fiber, or I want to whatever it is, whatever we start that exercise program, get more sleep. You know, I, I, I coach people all the time on many, many different things, not just on nutrition. In fact, a lot of people tell me after working with me for a while, like, you're like my therapist. I'm like, I'm not qualified for that, but we do end up talking about a lot of things things that are related to the the behavior around that you know that particular thing that you're trying to choose so you know so that's where you know I will work with people on finding their why and really having that significant you know aha into you know why and, and digging deep too like why are you wanting to let's say, you know, we, I mean, your, your main focus here has been on, you know, not gaining weight or, or trying to still lose weight over the holidays. So why do you want to lose, you know, this five pounds, 10 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is. Well, I just want to be healthier. And I dig, dig, dig. Okay. Well, why do you want to be healthier? Well, because, you know, I want to see my, you know, daughter walk down the aisle or whatever it is, you know, well, why is that important to you? And I keep digging into the why, 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 why? And a lot of times I'll go, if you've ever heard of the five whys. <laughs> so you ask yourself, you know, why is this so important to me? And, and write that down. And you ask yourself five times, why is this important to me? And by the time you get to that fifth why, you're uncovering some stuff. You're uncovering some, some difficulties that you may not even have realized are connected to this particular goal. So, you know, whenever I have people who are waning in their motivation, who just say, oh, you know, yeah, I kind of sort of maybe want to do this. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. This isn't the time for you. If you kind of sort of maybe want to do this, then you're not committed and it's not going to happen. You have to have a very strong motivation around changing this behavior. Otherwise, we'd all be doing it, you know, whether it's quitting smoking or starting an exercise program or putting down the sugar you know, whatever it is that, that your motivation is, or that your goal is, you know, there has to be a strong motivation around that. And you have to be able to see what the outcome is going to be. So I'll have people, you know, I'll, I'll go through visualization exercises with my clients of, of picturing themselves going through the motions of whatever it is that we're trying to do. And then also picture yourself in the aftermath, you know, picture yourself five pounds lighter, 10 pounds lighter, 30 pounds lighter, picture yourself with more energy, picture yourself with a restful night's sleep, picture yourself. Like, what does that look like? What does that look like? Not just physically, but emotionally, how do I feel mentally? How do I feel? You know, how is this affecting me really in all different areas of my life? So it really goes much above above and beyond the scale <laughs> and just what's going, going into my mouth. It's more into, you know, how is this really affecting my, my life, my connections with others, my ability to work, the quality of, um, of my connections with others in my work and, and that kind of thing. 
Well, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Tara. I think you've given us a really good outline of how to make it through the next two months. <laughs> and I really appreciate the time. And thanks for being with us today on Nutrition Factors. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Nutrition Factors, a podcast about the link between nutrition and your health. Sponsored by Ulan Nutritional Systems.